Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And last week, we began a series about the kings of Jerusalem. Right now, I'm trying to uh, reach out to uh, uh, Tony Scumbucket at the Bible Broadcasting Corporation, also known as the BBC, at the Old Testament Bible Desk, located in the city of Jerusalem. Are, are you there? Is anybody at the Bible Desk? Uh, that, that's... Uh, I, I... That's a Tony Scudmore, oh. not not Scum Bucket. Yes. Oh yes, yes. But you you have more. Scudmore. Yeah. Scudmore. Scudmore. You've come to the right place, though. Yes. Okay. I am Tony Scudmore of the BBC reporting OTB, and I guess this must be Mr. Dumpkin. No, no, Duncan. Duncan. I'm sorry. Yeah, not not, not Duncan. Not Duncan. Not Dumplin. <laughs> not Dumplin. Yes. <laughs> anyway, with radio station KFO in St. Louis. Yeah, and you're very correct, Mr. Scudmore. Uh, and we're back again, looking forward to hearing more about the history of the Old Testament. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure to speak with you firework fanciers, as we like to call you Americans. And yes, indeed, I have a further report to share with you. Well, we we talked with you last time, and at that time you said you would love to share with us the story of King Josiah. If I remember the Old Testament right, he was the king that rediscovered the Bible? Ah, righto. And, and what a change that discovery meant. Truly, God's word has accomplished what he desires. What change did he make? Well, uh, King Josiah was already a man who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his strength. But when he found the book of God's law, he was energized into action. What sort of action? Well, he removed all the idols and altars uh, to the false gods that his forefathers had erected, even in the temple of the true God. Not only that, but he desecrated the high places outside of Jerusalem, where many worshipped Baal, Ashtoreth, and, and the like. Furthermore, Josiah got rid of the mediums and spiritists, the household gods, the idols, and all the other detestable things seen in Judah and Jerusalem. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, uh, the king gave this order to all the people, and I quote, Celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God, as it is written in the book of the covenant. Now, not since the days of the judges who led Israel, nor throughout the days of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah, had any such Passover been observed. Well, it sounds like Josiah reestablished the glory days of Israel. Uh, surely God must have been pleased. You would have thought so, wouldn't you? <laughs> but, but That's why I said that, because I, I know. thought so. <laughs> That's right. But, but not, and please remember now, I'm just the reporter here. I just relate what the Scripture says is true. Uh, but for all of Josiah's obedience to the law, he could not set aside the wrath of God. Uh, as the author of Kings records, quote, Nevertheless, the Lord did not turn away from the heat of his fierce anger, which burned against Judah because of all that Manasseh had done to provoke him to anger, end quote. How could that be after all the reforms Josiah had instituted? Well, I, I think there are two factors here. One is that while Josiah instituted these reforms, uh, the hearts of the people were not in them. Uh, much like you presidential-loving penguins, as we like to call you Americans, you pay your taxes, you obey your laws, but only because it's required. 
Uh, you pay your taxes only because of the threat of the IRS. You obey the speed limit only because you're afraid a speed gun might be trained on you. So the people of Judah celebrated the Passover, but only because the king commanded it, not out of the faith of their hearts. Still, you would think for the sake of Josiah, God would have spared the people. And what you speak is the truth. Uh, God will spare sinful men for the sake of one man, uh, but it was not to be the man Josiah. Uh, for all of his good deeds, he, like his forefather David, was born in sin and conceived in iniquity. It would take another son of David to set aside God's wrath. Oh, I think I see where you're going here. You're talking about Jesus Christ, the son of David. Well, actually, that's a bit out of my field, as I'm strictly an Old Testament man. OTB, don't forget. Okay. But you're right. Already in the Old Testament, God had promised out of the line of David, he would send a Messiah who would uh, save his people from their sins. If Josiah was not to be the Messiah, is there anything we can learn from his reign? Well, I, jo Josiah's obedience to God's law is certainly a model for believers of all ages, but it also illustrates what the Apostle Paul said in his letter to the Romans. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. For all of Josiah's good works... He could not turn aside God's wrath against his people, nor against himself. But as the Apostle Paul goes on to say, quote, But now a righteousness from God apart from the law has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus, end quote. This is a, a wonderful promise, but surely Josiah didn't know about Jesus. Oh, true, true. He, he didn't know him by name, but he did know he was coming. I do believe that's why he so enthusiastically supported the return of the Passover celebration. He knew its story of God's deliverance from Egypt was only a portent of an even greater deliverer. It was this faith that moved him to honor God's word, and for the sake of this faith, God would say to Josiah, Therefore I will gather you to your fathers, and you will be buried in peace. I only wish things could have went so well for those who followed Josiah. Are you saying things were going to take a turn for the worse? Yes, yes, uh, Josiah's sons would return to the evil practices Josiah had worked so hard to wipe out. In fact, shortly thereafter, the kingdom of Judah would be destroyed and, and the people taken off into captivity. There is, however, an interesting story about something that happens after the destruction of Jerusalem, of something that relates to this other son of David, this Jesus that you were talking about. I say, uh, call me back next week and I'll tell you about it. Oh, well... Okay, thanks again for taking your time to speak with us, uh, Mr. Scumbucket. I think I can get the station to cover another long-distance connection to Jerusalem. So I'll, I'll bring you back, and we'll talk to you again next week, and I'm looking forward to that. That, that That's Scudmore. Oh, yeah. Scudmore. And, yeah, first and name yes, indeed. Tony Scudmore. Tony yeah. Scudmore, yes. I didn't go to uh, high school with you, did I? <laughs> no, no, okay. I've been here in Jerusalem. Okay. Did you go into Jerusalem? No, you didn't no, go to Jerusalem. Not. No. 
Uh, but anyway, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Statue of Liberty loving lemmings, as we like to call you Americans. Cheerio, and I'll talk to you next week. Okay, I'll talk to you then. We'll reach out over the pond again one, at least one more time, maybe more, as we continue this conversation. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at kfuo.org.